Avar, Chris, and Elzar Man are back in Temptation of the Force. Remember when they touched hands, though? I do remember when they touched hands. And that's... They tweeted that. <laughs> or his sister, Jen Quadraneros, is <laughs> actually a, a sorcerer. She's a dark side sorcerer. <laughs> What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Star Wars Explained Weekly Q&A. I'm Molly. I'm Alex. And we're going to talk about Star Wars this week. Yeah, we thought we'd mix it up a little bit. We never talk about Star Wars. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. Actually, it's funny. The first thing I wrote down to talk about is uh, not Star It's Star Wars adjacent, but the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, sports. Yeah, I, I wanted to talk about sports just because to catch people up on like what we did the past week, uh, we went to a Super Bowl party. And uh, then that meme started going around on Twitter of Travis Kelsey uh, yelling, at his, yelling coach. at his coach. And we immediately, like in the middle of this party, huddled together and we were like, <laughs> okay, we got to think up something Star Wars. I, I can't remember what the first one was that I saw on Twitter, but someone had taken that image and making a meme out of it. And I immediately was like, we got to do one. I think the first one I saw was like a Lord of the Rings one. Mm -hmm. uh, but like we just huddled together and we were like, okay, who screams in Star Wars this intensely? Yeah. And we like put a list together and narrowed it down to a few. I just thought it was funny, like kind of what goes on in our minds when we're at a party with friends and stuff. But still, <laughs> it's like real quick, we got to take a pause. And uh, everyone's like, what are you doing over there? They all laughed. I mean, we once we posted it, we showed them and they were like, that's really funny. We knew it had to be a prequel meme. Yeah, that was, well, we, we narrowed it down to like, I think one from each trilogy. Yeah, because I did one on my account that was like a Kylo Ren thing, but yeah. I was like, prequel memes, that's where it's at. I mean, yeah, that's just, prequel memes are all over the place. If there's one trilogy that's known for memes, it's the prequels. <laughs> They're just more fun. Yeah, so we, we put that out. And it's probably the best tweet, we've, best performing tweet we've ever had. I'm not going to say it's our best tweet. That's what's crazy about any memes, especially like Taylor Swift related or Taylor Swift adjacent, which is what this kind of right. was. It's almost like people really like her. Yeah. <laughs> like last I saw, it was like 49,000 likes. I was like, holy cow. It did pretty well. I was, I was pretty proud of us. Yeah. So that was worth the, the five minutes of brainstorming it took in the middle of the big <laughs> if game. You, if you liked it, if you retweeted it, if you shared it on Instagram, <laughs> thanks. Also, this past week, we got up to a recording with our friends at Force Center. Mm -hmm. That's always fun. And I think the first episode should be out by now. I think it, it came out on Friday. Subjective wars. Yeah, right? it's, it's like a low stakes debate show. Favorite kind of right. debate. A low stakes debate. Yeah, like, so we did two Star Wars episodes and uh, one about going to concerts. And so that was a lot of fun. We always love hanging out with Ken and Joseph and Jen. But I'll put a link to that in the description if you want to check it out. But the big thing that we should probably talk about is the Bad Batch. Because uh, the social embargo went out for the screeners. And we can talk about it a little bit. We did get the screeners. We're not going to talk about spoilers or anything. No. We can't go into details about anything until Wednesday when the episodes are out. Nor do we want to go into details and spoil anything. We've seen the first eight episodes. Yeah. And the premiere is the first three. Next week, we'll, we'll be able to talk about the first three. Yeah. So I, I wanted to talk about what to expect from us and the Bad Batch and... We've been in this situation before with the screeners last year for season two. I think we got like all but the last episode last year. And uh, we just wanted to tell everyone like we're not going to spoil anything. The way that we watched them is 
we watched like one, two, three, and then I went up and I wrote my review about it. And then we watched four and I wrote my review and then five. So like anything that comes out is not going to be me slyly teasing what's to come. There's not going to be any spoilers in the reviews. We're still going to do our live stream after shows, but we're just not going to spend a lot of time speculating and going like, "Ooh, I wonder what this could mean. Mm -hmm. We don't want to tease people, pointing people in a, a direction or make people overthink or anything like that. So that is what's coming for us in the Bad Batch. We can say that we liked it. <laughs> yes, we can. And we did like it yeah. a whole lot. I'm excited to be able to talk about this season with, with our guests, with you guys in the chat. I'm sad that it's ending, but I think this season is going to be, it's going to blow everyone's socks off. It, it was something that was difficult to take those pauses and go and like, okay, now I have to go write about this one episode when I really just wanted to keep on going. It's another good season. We are big fans of The Bad Batch already. So uh, if you're a fan of The Bad Batch, I think you're going to be excited by what you see. <laughs> also, Geode won this week's oh, right. um, centerpiece Q&A spot. Uh, we did our best <laughs> as far as Geode goes. <laughs> I, I actually did go to Q&A props. Uh, because they have some stuff that's already in our background, but they 3D print a bunch of cool High Republic uh, lightsabers and vectors and stuff, but they have like a three-pack set of Geode. One's like a little action figure size, <laughs> one's a Black Series size, and one's like a bookend. And I was like, whatever, I'm just going to get the whole set. <laughs> but that's not here, so we got the real thing. <laughs> yeah, that's real. We got a real Ventian. What do you think, Geode? <laughs> You know what's interesting is... Let him speak. Oh, sorry. I'm kidding. <laughs> what's interesting He's is asleep. this this size of a Ventian, Claudia Gray said it's actually an older Ventian because they get weathered down and they get smaller as they age. Mm, Benjamin Button. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is not a baby Ventian. This is very old. Yeah, cool. <laughs> but uh, it will probably keep putting some Bad Batch stuff in the middle as the Bad Batch is on, but still send us your requests. Uh, for what character you want to see in the middle. We got a lot of Chopper requests, and technically he is a Bad Batch character. So uh, we'll is get... He? we'll get Yeah, he was in two episodes. <gasps> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, I need to do a rewatch. Those, those episodes are good, too. We'll, we'll get some Chopper in here soon. But that, I think, is everything that catches us up on the last week. So uh, let's dive into some questions. Ormappa asks if we think there will be more episodes of Young Jedi Adventures which that also came out this past week. So I, we didn't fully catch everyone up on what we did. We did watch... <laughs> that was last night. Yeah, we watched almost all of the new Young Jedi Adventures on Valentine's Day. No Super no better cute. way to spend a holiday like that than watching <laughs> that show. I think definitely there will be more episodes. You, you think definitely? Yeah. Go well, on. I guess we haven't finished the new episodes yet, so I can't, I can't say that didn't feel like a finale. It's true. We have two episodes left to watch at the time of recording this. We're probably going to finish it tonight, and then by the time this comes out, we'll have seen it all. <laughs> There's not really like a, a big overarching storyline to this show, so it's hard to say if something feels like the end or not, but I have to imagine make some sort of conclusion apparent. Well, it's interesting that the last episode, it just has one title. Most of them have two. So I think the last episode is one long oh. episode. Doesn't necessarily mean it is the end. The thumbnail is them on Starlight Beacon. 
So people who have already seen this episode are probably screaming at us, but uh, <laughs> like, I, I can't decide because we were talking about how I believe Kai Brightstar's voice actor was replaced because the original one aged out of the role, basically. Yeah. So that is something that I guess you run into with young voice actors. Molly was like, they should have just done the Bob's Burgers thing. Right. Get the bo- Do the Bob's Burger thing where you just have adults doing silly voices <laughs> and they never really change. I don't know much about the children's television industry, especially on streaming. I guess it would all just come down to how successful it is, how much it's watched on yeah. Disney+. Plus. It is interesting to me that they are playing those episodes on YouTube live, like YouTube live, they're playing like a nonstop uh, loop of the episodes mm. for free. Yeah. So maybe it's not doing that well. And they're just like trying to get people into it. So then they'll go back to Disney Plus. Maybe like Disney Plus is just not the place for it. Like maybe they're going to try to push more kids to get into Star. Because I, I do think that Young Jedi Adventures is primarily like to get young kids interested in star wars Mm -hmm. and they're on youtube probably more than they are on disney plus you know what they need they need star wars nanolan (laughs) like an old school (laughs) puppet show very low budget but have it done in star wars because if you guys don't know what nanolan is it's amazing (laughs) molly's like obsessed with those tiktoks i love it so much you you just love a cute little puppet i Anyways, I think they need something like that. Put it on TikTok, do little shorts, but make it Star Wars. I'm imagining Yoda as like the old lady puppet, like, oh, Luke, are you feeling sad? (laughs) Is your X-Wing stuck in the swamp? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Wouldn't that be cool, though, to like have some of the best puppeteer work in the business doing a super low budget TikTok series of Star Wars puppet shows that'd be interesting i mean like yeah puppetry's been a part of star wars forever so let's let's make that happen (laughs) but to to keep it focused on young jedi sorry (laughs) (laughs) i got so many ideas for star wars like i wonder if they will shift to a different set of kids because this does seem to take place like at a certain point in time in the high republic you know i i wonder if they'll introduce a new group of padawans or do a new kids show at a different era or something Mm. doesn't really feel like they're aging up that quickly right but yeah pulling in other kids i guess would be a good idea i don't know like i'm too attached to these (laughs) It, it really just depends on how successful it was at you know getting a new younger audience because i think the people who watched on disney plus are probably more like our age yeah which to be fair like nubs nation (laughs) i want to point out that you know, when it was announced, I was like, okay, a kid's show, like, I'll definitely give each episode a watch and I will report on it for the canon update and all that stuff. But it is not a show that when new episodes drop, it feels like a chore mm-hmm. to turn on. I, I actually do think it's for what it is and not being remotely targeted at me. I'm, I was impressed by it. I'm so disappointed in myself that I didn't bring all my nubs merch in here. <laughs> But I digress. Well, you can put it in the comments and say you want nubs in the middle. (laughs) (laughs) You do have a lot of nub stuff. We got enough blue going on back here. But I'm kind of, I guess, 
we got to watch those last two episodes, but I'm wondering if this was developed as like an experimental one-off season. And I guess I'm not expecting more of it right now, but the the last two episodes may completely change my mind. Yeah, I, we should have watched those before recording we this. We just didn't have time. Might have had a better idea. Well, <laughs> by the time you're editing this, we'll have seen them and you can put some text saying that like we're idiots and mm. it said like to be continued in season two at the end of... The, honestly, my favorite part about editing the next day is realizing that we're idiots about something. <laughs> There's always something. Factors, delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie-smart, vegan, plus veggie, and more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. With our hectic schedule, even making a good lunch is difficult for me. Factor's two-minute meals let you fuel up fast with restaurant-quality meals delivered right to your door. Factor also offers loads of snack options like breakfast, smoothies, juices, snacks, and more to keep you going no matter what's on the schedule. You can change up your order every week to choose anywhere from 6 to 18 meals, or pause or reschedule your deliveries if things change. There's no prep or mess. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. Factor is less expensive than takeout and even offers a gourmet plus option if you need a more upscale meal for a special occasion. Head to factormeals.com slash starwars50 and use code starwars50 to get 50% off. That's code starwars50 at factormeals.com slash starwars50 to get 50% off. Well, we're going to stick with the High Republic. That's why I wore my, you got your Bad Batch shirt, I got my High Republic shirt on. Kylo Ron asks for our thoughts about Temptation of the Force, which also dropped yesterday we got the cover for it uh and we got a synopsis for it i edited down the synopsis just to like the juicy bits mm. uh so we could talk about that after avar makes a daring escape from inside the occlusion zone the star-crossed jedi are reunited now back within close orbit of one another the two jedi masters can no longer deny the bond that has always drawn them back together and made them stronger after finally embracing their true desires and imbued with renewed purpose, Avar and Delzar devise a plan to turn the tide of the conflict with the Nile once and for all. Accompanied by Jedi Knights Belzetifar, Bur Yaga, and Vernestra Rowe, the Jedi begin their hunt for Markeon Rowe, but to seek out... I just realized Vernestra Rowe, Markeon Rowe. Huh. But to seek out the Nile's <laughs> dangerous leader, the Jedi will have to survive the nameless terrors that they have thus far been powerless to stop. Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> I got to pull this up. Did you see Star Wars official? They tweeted about this release and it just says, Avar, Chris, and Elzar Man are back in Temptation of the Force. Remember when they touched hands though? I do remember when they touched hands and that's- They tweeted that. Yeah. <laughs> they know. I, I do not consider myself much of a, a shipper in any of the stuff that we watch, but there are a select few couples that pop up where I'm like, Yes, I'm all about it. Cal and Marin are one such couple, mm -hmm. but Avar and Delzar, like, I don't think I shipped them all that much. I knew they had a past, obviously. I knew Elzar was still hung up on her through the books. But at the end of the Eye of Darkness, I was like, yep. I'm on board. I'm Same. fully on board. <laughs> Same. I didn't really ship them before. I mean, I kind of did, and I, I don't, I didn't mind that ship specifically but yeah after reading that book uh, eye of darkness i was like i'm all in yeah let's do this so i, I think it's going to be messy i think it's going to be trouble i can't wait to find out what mm. happens 
I saw, I think it was on Reddit, I saw the comment, someone saying, uh, the Jedi Order is like, you know, no attachment, no romantic relationships, blah, blah, blah. Also the Jedi Order, let's make sure we get the hottest people in the galaxy yeah. <laughs> within our ranks. You know, just because. Just because. The synopsis for that book definitely made me sit up. Like the amount of times that they just talk about Elzar and Avar and their relationship. I'm like, this is going to be a focus. What's their couple name? Because it's Elzar, Avar, hmm. Elvzar. Elvar? <laughs> El Elvzar. Let us know in the comments what their couple name is, because we need to figure that out. Yeah, that's a tough one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also excited that Tessa Grattan is writing it, because mm -hmm. uh, she and Justina Ireland wrote Path of Deceit together, and uh, I thought that that had a really good romantic subplot in it um, yeah. with Marta Rowe. So I, I think that that's going to be a good side of the writing. I'm also glad to see Belle Zetafar, Bur Yaga, and Vernestra Rowe. That's a surprising inclusion. She's more usually relegated to the middle grade and young adult books. Yeah, these are like the big hitters of the High Republic. These are all of my favorite characters in one story. So I'm very excited. That I, I think the characters are what makes this era so compelling to me. And yeah, there's a huge cast. And so each book, it kind of shifts around who's in it. But I fully agree. Like, I love the adult books because Bell and Burry are usually front and center. I love Elzar. Uh, and Vernestra Rowe is my favorite part of the middle and young adult books that she's in. Mm -hmm. So to, to, like, pull her up into an adult book, I'm like, great. She's an adult now. I feel like she's going to be watching El Elzar and Avar just like, stop it. What are you two doing? Nah, I think... S spraying him down with a hose. Uh, <laughs> I, I think she'll be like, oh, you two. I don't know, like, she's, <laughs> she's the... She's going to look away, like, I'm just going to be over here. I will say, like, there's been a year since uh, phase one ended. After everything that the Jedi have been through in the High Republic, I don't think Vernestra is going to tisk-tisk anything about those two. I don't know. She's, she's like the young Jedi Knight that... Uh, is kind of a, a wonderkind. So mm. I feel like she she might have that impulse to be like, shouldn't we not be doing this? But we'll see. Like, yeah. I, I just think it's going to be a, a fun, not pair up, team up between all those characters. Yeah, I think she'll just think it's cute and funny. Mm. Well, we'll have to wait and see. Sticking with the High Republic for another question, Ford Smiley asks if the Nameless would have the same effect on a Sith as they do a Jedi. Ooh. So the Nameless are all about fear. They basically inundate a Jedi with fear. Uh, but, you know, the Sith draw their power from their fear and anger and hate. So would they be emboldened by <laughs> all that extra fear? Or would they still be petrified? Uh, this is tough. Um, my first instinct was to think that they would still be affected negatively. That's my first instinct too, but because they, I, even yeah. though they use and kind of harness fear f to become more powerful in the dark side, that's not gonna stop them from dying of fear. <laughs> like <laughs> I, still, I don't know, it's still too much, too much fear, <laughs> too much. Yeah, they would, they could be f afraid of the good guys winning. They could be afraid <laughs> of butterflies. You know, they could be afraid of all the good and beautiful things in the world. <laughs> 
it, maybe it just depends on how good the Sith is at like harnessing their fear. I think they would still be in danger, but I could also see the argument to be made that they can wrap their heads around it and fight against it. Mm. And and we've seen different ways the nameless can affect people like they don't always get petrified all at once the eye of darkness showed them kind of experimenting like what if we just do a little bit and and the grandmaster like had a petrified arm and it was like it was still growing on him but he didn't just die instantly Mm -hmm. that's true so what's the character's name that just showed up in Shadows of Starlight. Aslan Rell. Aslan I, I was going to bring him up. I do think that he is going to tell the Jedi that like, hey, the dark side is the key to all of this and, and getting past these pesky nameless. That's I, I wanted to bring that up. I think we're going to maybe not explore that directly with like, hey, look, it's a Sith character and see exactly what happens. But this Aslan Rell dude from phase two, he's one of my favorite things happening in the high republic right now again Mm -hmm. the characters are just awesome but he shows up he's fallen to the dark side he's still wearing his jedi robes Mm. he doesn't hate the jedi he's just like obsessed with finding out how to beat the nameless and george mann who wrote the eye of darkness when i got to interview him i i asked for like three words to tease his next book which i think is tears of the nameless and he said wreath aslan fear so mm. I think Aslan is probably going to teach Wreath about, like, diving into your fear, controlling it. Yeah. I, I think that there very well could be an aspect of that. And then once we understand it a little more, I be I might be like, mm, I think the Sith would probably do okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. We I just don't know enough. I do really like that kind of flip-flop of, oh, guess what? The Sith would be safe in all of this. Like, I don't know. I will point out that Phase 2 showed uh, one of the Nameless in Jetta City, and it was attacking, like, the Convocation of the Force, so all kinds of Force users. One of them was a Sorcerer of Tuned, who is aligned with the Dark Side, and it definitely affected him. Mm. So, just because you're a Dark Side user, that does not mean you're safe, but I don't think the Sorcerers of Tuned used the Dark Side the same way the Sith do. So I, we'll have to revisit this question after Tears of the Nameless. Anytime I hear Tuned, I just think of Ben Quadraneros. Uh-huh. And now I'm like, is he a secret sorcerer of Tuned? <laughs> You'd think he'd be able to keep his pod racer running if he were. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> that's that's going to be a big <laughs> bombshell drop. And from a certain point of view, the Phantom Menace. <laughs> yeah. Or his sister, Jen Quadraneros, is <laughs> actually a, a sorcerer. She's a dark side sorcerer. <laughs> Okay, moving away from the High Republic, Robert Dumel asks when we're going to start planning our travel for Celebration Japan. And I I actually think that's that's coming up pretty soon because I believe it's April April 2026. Yeah. And I think the tickets go on sale a year or so before the the actual (laughs) event. So we're, we're still like talking about it. We're definitely leaning towards going. Yeah, uh, I think we're gonna just try to buy tickets once they go on sale. One one thing at a time. Mm-hmm. We're gonna go for tickets, and if we get tickets, then we'll go for a hotel. And if we get a hotel, we'll get flights. That's gonna be a big trip to plan. 
and I'm really bad at planning stuff ahead of time for that. I'll be like last minute looking at stuff to do in Japan, but it does feel like, okay, once we get the tickets, that'll be the catalyst for making other plans. Right. But it is something we should probably look at soon. That's the thing. Like celebration just gets more and more popular every year. I feel like when we went to Orlando 2017, we weren't planning on going until closer to the actual date. And I was like, we should go. And so we like casually bought tickets. There were still uh, hotel rooms available in the hotel block. It was easy. And Mm -hmm. then by 2019, it was like a race to get tickets and hotels and stuff. Mm. And now it's like the second they unlock, you got to be on there. Yeah. I wonder, though, if that has to do with the capacity of the locations, because I feel like that Orlando Convention Center is It was big. Yeah, I don't know the difference. I I definitely think London, the main room was London was pretty small. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. But for now, we are planning on going, and we'll probably start planning our trip whenever the tickets go on sale and fingers crossed we get some. I really liked this question. Fletwin asks, which sequel trilogy side or background characters do we want to see in the Ray movie? Basically, like, let's pick some sequel glupshittos that Mm. we want to see. I want to see that lady at the end of Rise of Skywalker. (laughs) She's Ray's first Jedi student. (laughs) Maybe. Who <laughs> are you? What's your name? <laughs> What's your name? Uh, that, that she's just checking Jedi in when they show up. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know why. I think that would be funny if we like started with her. <laughs> Claude is definitely up there. Uh, I'll go with Kix, who technically hasn't appeared in the sequel trilogy, but he's the last living clone that is in the Crimson Corsair's pirate crew. Mm-hmm. So we've seen the Crimson Corsair. We know he's got a clone in his crew. I, that that might be too distracting to have a clone just like casually <laughs> wandering around, but... That would be crazy. I mean, I do think Crimson Corsair is one of those background characters that just stands out. He's got a cool helmet. He's wearing red, so he's easy to spot in The Force Awakens and The Rise of Skywalker. Mm. Uh, I don't know that he would come back if there were but if they go to some other CD bar and he's like, "Oh hey, it's me again." <laughs> <laughs> Babu Frick is he a I guess he's a side character. He's just so well loved that Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean that's kind of like a lot of people will just call any Anzellan that they see on screen. Oh, look, it's a Babu Frick. A little Frick. Babu Frick, yeah. So, I think a lot of people know his name specifically because of that, but I'd love to see him back. And then What's the what's the name of the driver uh oh, of Lynn? Colonia or <laughs> Colona or something like that? Colona, I think. Okay. That one. Yeah. One line. It's it's the the alien that's driving the the like van thing that they're <laughs> in on uh Lando's van on Pasana. Pasana, yeah. Lando's van. <laughs> it's Colona's van. It's someone's van, I don't know. <laughs> we always laugh at that line where it just like turns its head around and goes okay it's it's great like just to go back to the whole puppetry talk you need just a weird star wars puppet to to, to really stand out every mm. once in a while and that one did it it'd be interesting to see caretakers not on octo 
just like out and about in the galaxy. Oh, like maybe finally the Jedi have left us alone, so we're going to go. <laughs> or it is one from Octo who decided to leave and like start their own life and they keep running into Rey and they remember her and she's like, not you again. Yeah. Okay, how about Tamiri Blag? Because everyone, remember like yeah. Broom Boy at Broom the end Boy. of The Last Jedi, everyone was like, do you think he'll be the star of Ryan Johnson's trilogy? And I was like, no, <laughs> Tamiri Blag is not- <laughs> Not with a name like that's that. That's not a star's name, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, how about the Master Codebreaker? I don't mm. know why, but- The Red Plum b- Bloom. Palm Bloom? Palm Bloom? Plum Bloom? Plum Bloom. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but every time he shows up, like- Justin Thoreau really nails that cameo for me. I just think he's very funny. Yeah. With her and with him and Lovey. Love to see them again. Talking about Canto Bite, Mark Hamill's little guy. Oh, the little leprechaun dude? (laughs) Yeah. I forget his name. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We definitely have trained to to remember that name before, and it's not in my head right now. We're out of practice. Yeah. He'd be fun to get back, though. One hour later. Dabuske. That's his name. <laughs> let's let's see BB9E. Maybe he didn't survive what happened on the Supremacy, mm-hmm. but I'd like to see an evil droid that now is not like the First Order's no more. So what's he up to? Yeah. Maybe he and BB-8 are pals now. <laughs> he comes over to the good side. I would be still down for, this is not a sequel trilogy character, but it's the right era, uh, Kazuta Ziono. We, we've seen his father in live action now. I think Christopher Sean would be able to play the character in live action well. I, he's like taking pictures in uh, the green jacket and mm-hmm. stuff. And I so wish there's a great scene in the Rise of Skywalker novelization where, you know, all the pilots are calling in on Exegol and they say like alphabet squadron and all of these heroes that we've mm. known over time and then kaz says something goofy and Yeager's <laughs> like shut up kaz <laughs> like I-, I still wish that the resistance crew got a little more time to shine in the battle of exegol ex- besides like the fireball in a couple frames it's been a little while since we've done one of the star wars conversation cards but i pulled one out this one says padme amidala was elected queen of naboo at only 14 years old would teenage you have been a good ruler? <laughs> no. No. I don't. If anyone says yes to this, they're lying. Mm. Except for Padme. <laughs> I guess they just raise them right on Naboo. Oh, yeah. She was, she kind of like knew that that's what she wanted to do, right? I guess. I, don't, I didn't know what I wanted to do when I was 14. And it certainly wasn't become a teen mayor like Ben Wyatt in Parks and Recreation. Teenage me would have run that city into the ground. It's, a, it's a whole planet. Yeah. You'd have to lead the planet Earth as a 14-year-old. <laughs> doomed. We'd be doomed. Yeah. All I wanted to do when I was 14 is watch Sailor Moon and eat pizza. I mean, if that was like just the law that, you know, every time Toonami starts, we all sit down <laughs> and watch shut it together. Up. <laughs> Everyone shut up. Let me watch Sailor Moon. <laughs> Then I would be, I'd be close to that. I'd be like, is it was Dragon Ball Z on before or after Sailor Moon? I can't remember. I can't remember. I think either. it was on first. So everyone just has to shut up for an hour while I watch Dragon Ball Z and then you watch Sailor Moon. But like if I I guess if I'm thinking of like real world earth politics, honestly, I might have done a better job than 
some of what's going on. Sure. I mean, how much worse could you have made it? Exactly. (laughs) That's all the time we have for questions today. If you want to leave a question for next week's video, just put it in the comments below or sign up for Patreon to join our weekly Q&A discussion. If you haven't already, please like this video, subscribe to the channel. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Blue Sky, and Threads. And as always, thanks for watching, and may the Force be with you.